I would have bit your head off for the UFC title. I would fought my father. Like, there's no <laughs> shit I was. There's no. There's nothing I would not have done to bid at the top. What's good, people? We're back with another episode of Fierce Talk. Like always, got my co-host Scott Sullivan with me. I'm excited about today, man. Uh, this guy is a UFC fighter. He's also known as the Chosen One. He's a five-time UFC welterweight champion. He's an actor, a stuntman. He's even a rapper. I mean, I'm going to have to hear his bars, but he does it all, really. Let's get it. Welcome to the show, Tyrone. Uh, yeah. Thank you, bro. Thank What's you. up, my man? I'm, I'm glad to be here, man. It's been an honor to just watch you grow. And um, I know you're, the sky's the limit for you, so you're already right there, and it's kind of crazy that you can only get better. That's that's very dangerous, you know, mm-hmm. for, the, for the boxing organization. So I'm honored and pleasure to jump on. I'm chopping up with shot a little bit. Yeah. So what's good, man? What, what like what's new? What's been happening? Well, not much, man. You know, obviously I just fought recently. Fought against um, Vicente Luque, a very tough opponent, brawler, um, but also a very technical striker as well. And um, just known to be real durable, real great um, in a in the final moments of the fight. He won three or four fights by finish, like less than 10, 20, 30 seconds left in the fight. And he was losing most of those fights. So um, I was trained and I was preparing for war. And um, I went in there, I, I had a fight and I was I was fighting and it felt good to be fighting. The outcome wasn't what I trained for and prepared for, but it felt good to let me no, I'm still that dude. I'm yeah. still trying to knock your head off, and I'm not slowing down. Is there, is there I'm anything you would have did different in that fight? Oh my god! Well, you know, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't regret the aggression at all. Um, it was, it was actually controlled chaos. Uh, I knew the risk and reward of everything I threw, and I was ready for it. And um, I don't think prior to the clipping of the clipping of me when he when he snuck the punch, he was punching with me. I don't think he hit me before then. Mm-mm. It's not if I really think about it. So I was dictating the pace. I was really setting the tone. I was really letting them know that this is my vacation. Like I'm the one that's going to run the show tonight. No, it, that's it, kind of yeah. It definitely yeah. felt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Couldn't you know? Yeah. I want to. No, you good? Like you definitely felt like that old Tyrone Woodley, the one yeah. that would just come and bomb people out. Uh, yeah. That's what you, I mean. I think we were speaking on this before we hopped on. Uh, you were like my favorite UFC. Well, you still are my favorite UFC fighter, but like you were the one that got me into UFC, like to accept UFC because your explosion um, with the hands, you know what I mean? Had me just saying, man, these guys are like special, man. They got this specialness yeah. to them. And um, it just gave me like motivation to be like, dang, I, I like UFC. And then I used you all the time on the game. UFC. You guys both oh, have highlight real yeah. knockouts. I know. Both of you. <laughs> you guys both you, you, have. You, you, you know, more than more than the MMA and more than just the respect. I think I think the the reason that we kind of tie in, it was kind of ASAP. I met you at the, um, the boxing event. Uh, I think Logan was fighting KSI or something like that. Okay. And you were running you were running the tables on the ones and twos. And I and I sat down on the couch for a bit. And I think hard works since it's hard work. Yeah. And people see the flash, just like the Titanic. You see the big iceberg at the top, but you don't see how long it took to formulate that that water to make it cold inside of other water, to be able to grow to the point where it's poking out where people have to force, force to look at it. Like I can throw a little dirt on your feet. You can kick it out the way. If I keep piling dirt up in front of you, eventually you have to address me. You have to either walk around or try to walk through me. And yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, um, I sense that hard work. It's not just a quick punch. It's not just a fast hand. It's not just the, the crazy check left hook. It's not mm-hmm. like the counter or the chin. 
is you a worker mm. and you enjoy working. And when you find somebody that's gifted and they're built for the sport and they're a worker and they enjoy working, that's when it becomes dangerous because yeah. you the fear and the element of distraction or the element of um hesitation don't exist. That's the those are the best fighters. Yeah. The ones that, that, that react. You know what I mean? So react. that's kind of where my respect comes from. I'm a big fan of yours too, man. So Thank you, brother. Thank I, you. I watch I watch you watch your punches in the fight. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, you, you know, kind of some people close their eyes and bomb. Fight, right. You can slow yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was deep. Man. Always watches you watch your punches. Yeah, yeah. You kind um, of have a good like a fighter's eye, you could kind of yeah. see like kind of What's gonna happen before it happens? You know what I mean. Yeah, and I um, see traps being set, like yeah. you know, pop, 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 pop. And you like start bee stinging motherfuckers with jabs. <laughs> a real man got to try to jab you back, and that's just a counter right hand right there. So yeah. I just I watched traps being set, yeah. and um, I never really wanted to fight. That's a funny not MMA. Like my high school wrestling coach, you know, short story. My high school wrestling coach Mike Rogers was the king of the cage, and bare knuckle before then and I watched him fight a couple of times without gloves and I'm like man y'all motherfuckers crazy I ain't never doing that ever and um I went to college and I wrestled I was all American twice at University of Missouri as a big 12 champion there you know um I was like sixth or seventh on Olympic ladder trying to make an Olympic team and wrestling and I really just had so many surgeries that my shoulder was just I couldn't even really wrestle couldn't underhook couldn't grab couldn't grip and I didn't have the money to even pay for the surgery. So as a businessman, I started teaching at this little MMA gym called American Top Team, which I didn't know what the fuck American Top Team was. I had no clue. It was like a satellite school. So I go there to basically get insurance from working there to get my shoulder repaired, right? Uh. And, you know, I was just, you know, training a little bit, but I didn't know, know what American Top Team was. All I knew was I was a wrestler and I wanted to kind of try to fight. I didn't know if I wanted to do it or not. Man. But that's how I got into it. But what I really always wanted to do was box. My whole life, it's the only sport I've ever wanted to do is box. That's interesting. And, um, how, how how did you get the the hands that you got? Because you had a wrestling background, yeah. but how would you, how do you like define your style? Because I mean, you just you know, knock you know, people out. My style is my style is like this. Like um, <laughs> your style is I knock them out. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that's the style. <laughs> but but but, but, it, but it's like the shooter respect the shooter. The reason why I understand. What you're doing when you're watching your punches or you setting the trap is that that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I might faint, I might level change, I might stutter, I might punch to the body, I might punch to the head, I might even just flinch because you gotta respect the right hand. You Too do. many people die by the sword. You can't you can't disrespect it. So mm-hmm. a flinch shows me how they're gonna react to it. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I'm really at my best and I'm really putting it together like I was, you know, for this training camp, especially in the sparring and you know, um things that like that. I'm putting all those things together and I give you so many things to think about. Yeah. That when mm-hmm. it's when it's time, if you overreact on one thing, I just have the ability to get to you, from me to you really fast. And it's yeah, and it's, it's fast when you watch it, but when you're in there with me, I might just bounce and out, I might just drift towards you. Right. I don't go ah, ah, where you can see it. So mm-hmm. like you may see this and all of a sudden I'm drifting, almost warping towards you, mm-hmm. and it's too late. And I and I've saw the chin. I saw the tempo, I saw the jawline, mm-hmm. and I'm not even thinking about the punch. I've never been in a fight saying, ah, I never punched as hard as I can ever in a fight. I, yeah. I don't even know why. I just never thought about it. <laughs> All I'm thinking is, let me get my two knuckles to your face as fast as I can. Right. And sometimes the explosiveness of getting there, that's where the power really comes from, the, like yeah. your body and throwing it. And you get that, you know, watch your left hook. You know, it's the same thing. It's, it's just 
You got it's a swag and a bounce, yeah. and it's what, and it's your hips. That's yeah. what's really punching the person. Kind of finding your rhythm, like it's like a yeah. like a quick burst. Like you find that quick rhythm, and if they're off balance or off position, they're done. Like they're gonna get yeah. caught with this shot. It don't matter. And I love left hooks. Yeah, mine was so hook. garbage for so many years. I just <laughs> and I just admire the cold ass left hooks. No, it's weird. Yeah. Like so many people, like I, I watch and throw the left hook, they just can't get that twerk on it, and I'm like. I don't know what it is. Like I, I feel like it comes second nature. I just like I just wing it like a like a slingshot, you know what I mean? But kind of like your yeah. right hand though, but on the opposite. That's side. how I feel about my right hand. Yeah, I don't yeah. even think about it. It's not even a thought. But my yeah. left hook, like I can say I've been fighting MMA for 16 years. Hmm. Since 2005, I started fighting. And up until my last two training camps, I never felt good about a left hook. <laughs> but now I know I can knock you out with it. Before I didn't, before I didn't even want to throw it because it was embarrassing to me. And now I kind of want to go. I, I kind of want to go back to your fight, though. Your fight with mm-hmm, uh, your last fight, right? Um, I, I think we could have talked a little bit more about how if you felt like you could do something different, right? You told me that your yeah, mom was yeah. in the back room and you know she was hyping. <laughs> hey, that's, hey, if anybody knows about mama's hyping you up before fights, you're looking at them. My mom's everywhere with me. <laughs> hey, Mama Woodley is notorious for it too, so. <laughs> So basically, I reached out to the UFC and I'm like, you know, you know, I'm fighting this fight and I want my mom to be here because I know I've seen celebrities there and you never know, man. You'll never know what's what's promised for you. you know? It could be my last walk. It could be, you know, you know, you don't know. My mom has been in every single fight. She's never missed a fight. To be honest, she's only missed. She missed one fight ever just because at, at that time I was so broke. I didn't have the money to fly her out. I'm just be dead ass. I couldn't afford to fly my mom to the fight. You know what I mean? We weren't making money like that. I was fighting on Showtime. Mm-hmm. But I was making twenty five hundred bucks to fight. You know what I mean? Three times right? a year, you do the math. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I when I came up with Strike for Challenges, I was out there for twenty five hundred on TV. So that's, that's at the end of disrespectful. The, yeah, hey, it's borderline. Hey, I feel no borderline it is, assault, it is, man. <laughs> yeah, that's you know borderline mean? assault, man. I feel bad. <laughs> Sometimes I really do my hard days with UFC fighters, bro, because like I feel like you guys go through so much, man, and just don't. And There's so many don't different sports. They just one. don't pay you though. Like that's yeah. the crazy thing about it. Like boxers, there's some dudes that I'm like. They're not even good yet. They're getting paid like yeah. a million, two million. I'm like, what the freak, dude? You're not even yeah. like. I'm like, I'm like, what? You, you, you can know, you but, can get a bag in the UFC, but the thing is, yeah. to get that, to get there, is so mm-hmm. many variables that they got. There's so many variables that have to go well for you that has right. nothing to do with the fight. In boxing, you cannot be a talker. You cannot be a showman. You if you can fight and you beating people that can fight. You got they gotta pay you. Your manager ain't stupid. He know what that title fight is worth. You know what this person is worth. He may be the A, you may be the B. He knows how to project that. Right. If, if this person is getting 20 million, I bet he'd be getting eleven or seven or mm-hmm. something like that. I they kind of know based on yeah. where you're at how to do that. So mm-hmm. and my sport is not like that. Mm-mm. The guys that are making the most money are the non-title fights. What? You mean to tell me the person that lost in the playoffs in the NBA is gonna make more than a <laughs> Lakers that won it? No, that's that's insane. Like, there's no, there's no real, that's crazy. There's no no real um, commitment and loyalty and discipline to calling it the sport. It's no longer a sport. So I just started to govern myself as as business. Yeah, and people didn't want to see me wrestle because nobody really liked that shit. Even (laughs) though it's dominant, even though it's taxing on your body, and it's probably the hardest sport you can ever do. 
Right. But people want to see speed. They want to see power. They want to see people knocked get knocked out. out. Knocked so out. what I did was I spent the first eight years of my career secretly training at wildcard boxing. From oh, 2000, I was, was going to add that too because your hands yeah. are too good. They're too good. No, to, I'm I've like, been training with Eric Brown <laughs> since 2007. Yeah. Um, wow. Eric Brown is one of the, the senior trainers at wildcard boxing. He's training everybody. Back out fight. Um, Tony, anybody can make kid chocolate. It was the first yeah, person. He was, training, Pete, he was yeah. training Peter Quinn. That was why Wild, yeah. Wild, Wild, Wild West. West. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild Car West. Yeah, that's what Canelo was at too. Yeah. Yep. So 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 Eric and I've been working together since 2007. Mm. But at that time I didn't have the money to consistently train with him enough. And I and I had kids and I couldn't really just leave my city. So I kept it on a hush because somebody like GSP or somebody that was single with our kids, they can take my rubric and they can really just do it. 30 times better than me because they didn't have the responsibilities and they probably had more money. So mm-hmm. I kept it on the hush. But I figured that if I'm already a two-time All-American wrestler, right, it's going to be very hard for even a wrestler just to take me down. Not, that's not somebody that's a not wrestler. Right. So I spent 85% of my training on boxing mm-hmm. because I figured if I can dictate the fight, if somebody kicked me, I can walk through and punch them. If somebody tried <laughs> to take me down, I can stop them. And if I put a striker in a position, which I've done in every one fight, <clears throat> if I put a striker in a position where they can't outstrike me, and I'm actually outstriking them. Paul Daly, Tarek Safadine, yeah. uh, Robbie Lawler, Ooh, um, Wonderboy Thompson. I beat everybody in, in their yeah, best Yeah, that Wonderboy Thompson fight. That fight yeah. was nuts. That was my hardest fight because he literally, I spent $100,000 on training camp. No just way. trying to put somebody in front of me that can even do a thing that he can do. I had to bring in the only person that beat him, Raymond Daniels. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. What is, Sage Northcutt. You since you're so accomplished at wrestling, what do you think makes uh, Khabib so talented at what he does? Like, what's different about him? Uh, Khabib, uh, Khabib, Khabib just has great static strength. A lot of those European wrestlers have that. Um, I went to Russia, Russia, sorry, Russia and wrestled for a month, man, a world tour of wrestling. And um, their ability to grab, for people that may not know what the fuck static strength is, to grab something and squeeze it, that's your static strength. And how long you can hold that at that same pressure. So Ben Ashton has crazy static strength. In mm-hmm. college, he used to rear neck and choke a soccer ball. We all touch his muscles to make sure he flex it. He can do it straight for six, seven minutes nonstop. Everybody no. else was done in like two or three minutes shaking the Like full power, right? like without... Full power, no bullshit. <sighs> Watch go on YouTube. You're watching busting fucking watermelon, <laughs> and like you know what I mean. But I was his training partner for hey, years. Hey, watch out, Jake Paul. You're done once <laughs> oh, you get to the ground. Hey, if, man, if, if you get into a clinch with him, it's over. <laughs> no, it's over with. And I felt it because when he came into college as a freshman, he didn't really have a lot of power, right? Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, I would be able to kind of muscle him around a little bit, right? And then the next year, literally one year later, I would lock up with a body lock with him. He would lock up with me, and then slammed each other. I slammed him. He slammed me. And I'm like, I was the big brother two days ago. And then one time we slammed each other and bust each other eye wide open and we both got stitches. And then guess what? We bandaged up and we went right back in there and people thought we was fucking crazy. Oh, so you and Ben you know are mean? close. You guys are close. Man. No, ben, ben was a fresh part of the reason why Ben went to the University of Missouri is because of me. No, I was really? one of the guys that put the school on the map. Yeah, it was me and my, me and my roommate were the guys that put the school on the map. I won the first Big 12 title ever in Mizzou's history. I was an All-American twice there. I did it my sophomore year. The other guy, my roommate, he was an NCAA finalist. Ben liked the program and he wanted to come there. And when Ben came there, I was a junior and he was a freshman. Mm-hmm. I've known Ben for a minute. That's crazy. Yo, you know what? That is crazy, bro. Talking about But I didn't ask you a question. Khabib is, has that static strength. So he knows that. 
So he needs to do whatever he can to get close enough to grab you. Once he grabs you, he'll lock you. If he can't take you, he'll trip you. And once he gets you there, he has that heavy, heavy, dumpy power. And he's just relentless with pressure, relentless with position. And he's so many chess moves ahead because all they do is drill. That's why wrestlers pick up striking quickly. Because we drill so many times. It's not like, all right, come on, one, two, three, one, two, three. All right, I got a coach. No, it's like 9,000 of these. <laughs> you don't want to do a single. Sometimes we just be walking around the house and I start grabbing my sister's leg and start wrestling. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Leave us alone. Like, like you ever see, you know, you see a boxer's kind of shadow boxing. Right, right. Put that on overdose that times 20. <laughs> we do so, like, we start practice with, all right, five minutes straight, one fucking shot. No finish yet. Another shot with the finish. Now switch this to that one. Wow. Not to that one. So when you wow. get in those situations, you don't think. That's why you see wrestlers scramble when they, they're in those dimensions. And that's kind of what, that's the biggest advantage Ben has in the fight against um, Jake. I know we ain't on that topic yet, but right, right. it's not about who can fight and who can box. Like, He's been swung at by so many world champion nah. fighters. Yeah. And he's had and he's been on the world class like Olympics, one FC, Bellator, yep. NCAA. He's been at the top every time. And he's managed to 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 be clutch in those positions. To so find he a way. never counting out. Yeah, yeah always. always. His whole wrestling style was on finding a way. Damn. He was so, he was slow and he was weak. <laughs> and he and he wanted to get to the leg. And he'll tell you, I'm not that's my dog. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. said, he said I was slow. And I was weak, and but I can grapple, and I was has, and I can scramble, and it wasn't a style yet. Him and my dog, I Mike Ironman, created that scrambling style. I wasn't even people scramble, but the way Ben scramble is an <laughs> offense that breaks every fundamental rule of wrestling. Everything they tell you never to do, he did. So he developed that style on the whole notion that I'm going to take you down, I'm going to get to your leg, but you're stronger, you're faster than me. So every time I get to your leg. You're going to sprawl and squish my head down or put heavy hits on me. So he had to find a way to get around that. That's when he created scrambling. He put himself in a position that was completely unacceptable. And any, any, any little league, any high school, any fundamental coach would never tell you to do it. So when you're in that bad spot, what does a person get? False sense of hope. Oh, shit, this motherfucker on his back. Let me just jump on him. But when you go through, oh, you took the bait. Soon, this on you. Now you in a cradle and now you're getting taken down and it's you're not prepared for it. you don't have that person in your room to spar with so mm-hmm. now you think you in shape i mean like damn he in shape he's better than me i can't get my normal shit what am i gonna do that mental you know about the mental anxiety mm-hmm. that'll make him that's ready for a marathon can't do a 3k mm-hmm. no uh, no yeah. no one thousand percent like that's why i try uh-huh. to tell everybody like if you don't got that under control, it don't matter how in shape you are, you're going to get tired no matter what. And that's what I, I strive to do in the ring. You know, when a person, if I could feel them not liking this position, I'm going to keep them there because they obviously just don't like it. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that's something that a lot of fighters uh, should try to do, at, at least, I think. You know what I mean? With uh, Well, you say it so easily. You know why? Because you can box in close. You can box out yeah. long. You can counter box. You can punch and weave with the punches. Yeah. You can slip. You can make the person miss. Mm. Some people don't have that. Right. So they may land one good body shot, but they don't, they're not, they're not sufficient at body work. Yeah. They didn't put the money in the bank in the gym. Yeah. So they may hurt them with that one shot, but they can't keep going up because they ain't, they ain't ready. That's, that's <laughs> not in their repertoire. Yeah. They got to get this uppercut or this left hook. That's right. not open because they they practice like these certain type of combinations where yeah. they feel like they have to land. But 
I practice like one single punch, like like kind of like wrestling, a single punch yeah. multiple times over and over and over again. So I could keep throwing the same punch with the same velocity. And I don't got to, if it's landing, I'm not going to really switch it up unless you could fix it. Like, like yeah. for example, you were telling me um, before we got on, about how you throwing the right hand, right? With your fight with uh, Vincente and somebody was yeah. out. he's going to throw that overhand. That's all he's going to throw. Yeah. I think at that moment. I should have threw that. I should have stopped and said, hey, you should have right. I'm about to throw right now. Bow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Just throw that, that, just throw that haymaker and be like, stop it then. All right, I'm going to throw, stop it. Stop my, stop my shot. You know what I mean? Um, I've obviously was cheering for you, but I was so excited because you was, Popping him with that right hand. Bink, bink, yeah. bink. Heard him. His old head was wobbly. I'm like, one more, baby. One more. And I was like, no. I knew it was one more. I knew. See, I, I knew it was one more. One I know more. that. I know that. I know that look when you're trying to play it off. Like, no, nah, yeah. you heard. I'm <laughs> no. I got to get hey. you. heard. Man, you hey, man. Man. When, when the man does this, he, yeah. he gonna he's not to, doing he'll bachata. Throw, he's going to throw <laughs> one haymaker. That's why I was like, yeah. no, no. And I, knew, and, I, and I knew that because. When I watched the tape on him, like I watched a lot, a lot of tape on him. When I watched the tape, he would get hit with hard shots, boom, boom, and he would tuck with tucker and mm-hmm. he would come back punching, right? Mm-hmm. And very few people heard him. The people that heard him, he wanted to cover longer. He mm-hmm. was less likely to try to punch back. Mm-hmm. So when I hit him and he just stood there and I saw his hands kind of going, I saw his legs moves, I said, get on him. Because one thing that I did when I fought Robbie, I had, it's this guy named Reed Coon. He's called Fightonomics. He's like an astronaut scientist. He would break down every step, every time he threw a jab, every time he turned this way. Everything you can know about a person, he has it broken down to a science, that's right? That's for me. So I, no, <laughs> that's what I used to do. So, so basically I did that. And it told me um, that basically someone has been knocked out so many times, mm. been knocked out so many times, if you get on their chin fast and very hard, not the pushing punch, Right. The quick, the quick turnover. I mean, if you do that, your chances to knock them off triple earlier in the fight. You see, also the way that Robbie faces is flat, right? Right. So he's meant to chunk her down. When you punch him straight on, his chin tucked back, he sinks into it. So when you watch his fight against Johnny Hendricks, he's like, doom, 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 doom. Oh, we love this. This is the greatest fight ever. Fucking not. They're not blocking. They're not defending. They're not doing the sweet science, right yeah. or wrong. You know, you're right. Right, right about so, that. So, so, I, so I set a trap. Mm. I knew he remembered when I used to go to his gym when I was an amateur fighter and I used to wrestle and I used to swing his ass around like a monkey bar. He could not <laughs> even pay to stop me. From t- I swear to you, his guys are my witness. Gym called Hit Squad. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri right now. It's 20 right. minutes from my house in Illinois. Matt Hughes, Goat, and Robbie Lawler and Matt Pena made a gym called Hit Squad. So mm. I used to travel there just to train with Robbie, just to train with Matt Hughes. I was an amateur fighter, right? Mm. That's who I took the belt from. But when I used to wrestle him, he couldn't even, I wasn't even going for it. I was like, wow, he's just falling over and stuff, right? <laughs> then Matt Hughes said, no, let me get in there. Let me see what it's about. So now I'm like, do I like try to school this dude in his own gym? And he's like the greatest wealth away. Like, like, how do I do it? Like, I can't let him get over on me but I can't try to turn up on him either. I don't even know right. what to do, right? So we get to the point where I saw wrestling at Hughes and then I just basically made it, I made him know that if I wanted to, I probably could have. And then if he tried, I shut every fucking thing down. You're not scoring on me, right? 
So we, I wanted it to be zero. So no. we got done. He, I just had that respect from him from that day forth. So when I got in that fight, I don't forget that. So mm-hmm. when I when I level change and I fake the leg and I fake the leg and I fake the leg and he dropped all his hands down, right? Mm-hmm. So now I circle the other way, play it off, circle back around, get back in front of him, let me do that again. I know he's gonna do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I think half thing low. The second I saw those hands go from here, I was already punching. Watch the video. Mm-hmm. When his hands did this, my body was already, was already in projection. There. There's no way he was going to get his hands back up to do nothing. Nah. And then no you way had his head up against the cage, so he couldn't tuck yeah. his chin. And he was oh, yeah. It was over with before. That was unnecessary. That was the referee. The, ref, <laughs> was the, referee, get, the referee didn't see me work. <laughs> but, but when I hit him, I hit him on that side. And you watch where I land the punch. The punch is landed right here, what I talk about. You know, you get hit right here, your equilibrium go off. Your uh, arm probably can't yeah. move for a little bit. It's a lot different to get hit right here on the chin. Yeah, oh yeah. When you get hit on the temple, um, you're you're pretty much just and the jawline right here. And the jawline just makes your arm go down. Yeah, I, mean, I had to get knocked out like that. I'm like, oh shit. That, I'm like, hold on. He did. I'm like, actually, let me do that to somebody else. I yeah. can't even watch it and be mad. I, I watch it like, damn, he that dude up, and I rewind it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love your outlook, yeah. man. On just. The wins and the defeats, man. The wins and the defeats. I'm not always like that, though. I'm going to be real with you. When I lost the Usman, I lost my belt. Yeah. Uh, I was depressed for a minute, man. I had some mental health issues. I was. I never thought I was going to lose. Yeah. I thought my last loss was my last loss. I positioned myself, and I trained, and I knew all these, like, the back of my head. And I thought my biggest, and no, I thought my toughest on-paper fight opponents were behind me. Carlos Condon and big-ass Darren Till and Robbie Lawler and Koshek and Roy McDonald and Nate Marcourt and Jake Shields and like people be forgetting like I didn't fought yeah. these a lot of them right yeah. and I beat most of them and I beat most of them when I wasn't supposed to beat them or they were the up and coming young fighter the Darren Till the Wonder Boy the Wonder Boy yeah Kevin Gasolum um, Tarek Safini Jordan Me and those are all the prospects that mm-hmm. they thought I was a bumping the roadblock to get to and they mm-hmm. had me up so at the end of the day it's not always that way mentally. But I came out of that, man. I was in a hole for, for a couple yeah. of years, man. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just, I didn't get the revelation that I have now. You got to live. And it's something for you, Ryan. You look pretty clean cut, straight up and down. Yeah. But when you get to the top, your access to things increase. The mm-hmm. VIP treatment increases. The mm-hmm. women increase. The mm-hmm. fame increase. And I started to fall in love with that lifestyle. Right. And it was just so all oh, when I'm in L.A. thing or just for the press conference thing or this after the party thing to be coming every week, every mm-hmm. weekend, every day. Yeah. And then it got to the point where I was spending so much money. I blew through so much cash and I was like, it went so fast, so quick. And it was like, and I'm not broke people because everybody do that. I'm I'm living OK. I'm doing all right. <laughs> so for people, but people hear that and it's me being transparent that. No. When you live in, when you live in what you thought, when you see it from the bottom, mm. you're like, damn, I want that. And you get that and you start living it. That's not a life. That's no. falsehood. That's, no. that's a facade. It's an and illusion. it took me to really, yeah. And I was in that. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't living right. I wasn't doing right, but I was winning. But my confusion was the fact that I was training like a, I was, I had everybody on every stat. I told you all the, the notes I was pulling, yeah, all the film I was watching, insane. the yeah. money I spent in training camps and partners. And, you know, I secluded myself. I had all my camp, 
all my training partners taken care of, eating well, doing well, geared up. You know what I mean? I did that big because it, it, it paid off. I, I won big. I made a lot of money real quick. Right. And, and nobody expected me to do it. But I was confusing myself and I was really deceiving myself that, well, shit, I'm living for, I'm all over chasing these girls and doing all this bullshit and I'm still winning. These lives are separate. My personal life and what I do right here is separate from my professional because obviously I'm killing it. I'm way up over here, right? You know what I mean? But it took me to recognize that it's called karma and it's also called sowing and reaping for people that believe. I sowed the seeds in the beginning, the seven years I was chasing God, the seven years I was chasing the title that I didn't even know what it even was at. I didn't know we had it, but I knew I was chasing it. I wasn't going to do this hard-ass sport just to make it to somebody's UFC. No, I wanted to be the best from the start. From the beginning, I wanted to be the best. It was no question. Right. So the things God showed me in the beginning, ending at the top and being the greatest wealth of of all time, that's why I say that because I saw it. People laugh, but I saw it already. Yeah. But what happened was the road could have been straight there, but I made some detours left and right. Because I dipped my, I dipped the seed in the bad soil, and guess what came out? Yeah, shit. Thornbush, Usman, yeah. Thornbush, Gilbert, Thornbush, Kobe. No matter how hard I trained in that fight or that fight camp, those seeds were just being put in the ground. But I had to pay up for what I did before. Right. So when I came out in this fight, I was confident that the last Thornbush was Kobe. Right? I was, I was adamant about that, mm. and it was. The outcome, I can't, like my guy told me this. He said, be performance-centric. Focus on performance. We can't control outcome. We can't control if you get clipped with a shot. We can't control if a judge decided that the other motherfucker won the fight and, like, where was you at? We can't control it. We can't control a bad call. We can't control a cut, a a file. We can't control it. But what we can control, and this is our one thing as creatures of free will, we can control if we go, right? Mm -hmm. Something was stopping me from going. And my victory in the last fight is I got rid of that. Whatever the fuck it was, the brakes got taken off. And I was on, I was in there that night. Yeah, you know no, I mean? I've seen it, man. God yeah. is good. God is good. God is good for you know, sure. You, you, I feel like I get a sense of like, even if you didn't win, you won. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you got yeah. that sense of I, I'm back. I, I feel it in my heart too. That's why. I, yeah. I and I just had a sense to hit you up after too. Like I, I don't I, like I didn't really reach out to a lot of people, but I just knew I was like, you know what? I'm gonna reach out. Tell the nephew sneaking into the studio. <laughs> Tom, what's up? <laughs> yeah, man. Ryan, I saw, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just was yeah. like, you know what? I feel like Tyrone. He just, I, I see it. I just see that yeah. he, he's in a good place, even though you lost. Like, I knew you were in yeah. a good place. And I was like, you know what? I wanted to train with him. I want him to train with me. And that's why I invited you, man. Found in my heart. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate that, man, because at the end of the day, it's like this. I do a lot of training with younger people all the time because I, I, I never want to forget the, the spark. And I never want to forget, you right. know, how hungry I was and what I would be willing to do. To, I would have bitch your head off. For the UFC title, I would fall my father. Like, there was no <laughs> shit I was. There's no. There's nothing I would not have done to have been at the top because I was so close so many times. I never won the NCAA tournament. I won a state championship, but I didn't. You know what I mean? I didn't go. Um, I didn't beat this person out or some bullshit. Or I was an All American, but I never won it there. Like I, I knew I was like God, man. You showed me me doing. Like I thought I was gonna go to NFL. I told my mom I'm gonna go to NFL. I'm gonna buy you a house. So then I went the, the wrestling route and I'm like, I didn't end the way I wanted to. So right. when I got to MMA, I'm like, this is my last chance really in a sport. Like, 
I'm not gonna start this and then jump into lacrosse after you this. Committed it. I gotta, it. I gotta turn up on this one. You know what I mean? I gotta, I gotta get it in this one. And um, that's kind of what my mind has always been. So it's like when you think about training with a young cat that's 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 in that spot. Like you know, I don't know, man. I, I may have just bless you right there because that lifestyle you own it, man. You there? No. You, gotta, you can't. Ain't nowhere you can't get into right now. Ain't no. Yeah, ain't no yeah. shit you can't get into. Yeah, that's right thing, now. Bro. Like literally. That, that's the thing. <laughs> I, learned, I learned real quick because I was already doing that, and I was like, you know what? This is not even me. Like I could, I could, I could feel myself like just uh, a sense of like just not happy, uh, not motivated. Yeah. It's just. It, it's just like I told everybody, it's just an illusion. It's a lie, man. They say lie, that, man. you know, when you get up there, this is just how it is. It ain't how it is, man. You could be a good person and be the best fighter of all time. You don't got to be a, you know what I mean? You don't got to have the chains. You don't got to have any of that. <laughs> you could be yeah, the person right. you were from the start and be the person you were at the end and still give glory to God, still have faith and still yeah. be the best. There's nothing. Don't change anything. You were doing great. You know what I mean? Yeah. The world would tell you, you got to be a certain way. You don't got to be no type of way, but yourself and have the same belief you were when you were from first started. And that's it. You don't got to change nothing. You know, God's going to open up the doors that you need to be open. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm myself. I'm not going to let nobody define me who I am. I'm not going to let a YouTuber tell me how I got to be. I'm not going to let and 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 look at I wasn't even easy influence. It's just when you're around that all the time, you kind of think things are okay. Like they're so normalized in front of you, they're like, oh, that's okay because it's just around you. Like, nah, that's not okay. I don't, I don't care. This ain't okay, right? Um, and then I just had like, I just had that like thought to myself was like, you know what, this ain't it. I'm 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 a family man. I'm a person that loves God. I'm sticking to that, and I. I, I'd rather lose like that. I'd rather lose, you know, be uh, being a good person, the person I know I want to be, than to be that shitty person that was out partying all the time and then I end up losing anyways. Because yeah. which one do you want to lose when you're yeah, a, true, a good yeah, person? Or do you want to be a lose when you're a shitty person? <laughs> yeah, and I'm not that's saying true. people that party are shitty. I'm just saying some actions and but that's them. Mm, part, the yeah, thing, yeah, the thing about the thing about it, if they party, that's them. Nobody's in the position to judge. You're not judging. Yeah. You're just saying that wasn't you. Yeah. So like in my mind, it was like this. It it was me mm-hmm. at that time. And it was fucked up, but it actually was, it became me. Like I was training um, Denzel Washington for Equalizer 2. You know that fight scene that we had the fucking um, credit card and the dudes, the, the, he was like the lift driver. Mm. So we designed that, that scene. We trained him for that scene, right? It was one of the best moments of my life. But I was there and I was going through some shit, man. I was like going through a divorce and I had like this toxic relationship and I was fucking, my head was everywhere. I was like, man, did I do something that bad? You know what I mean? So, so at the end of the day, he asked a question, and I don't know why. Something in my spirit said, just ask him, just ask him, right? right. And I'm like, how did you do it, man? And he, I knew he knew what I was saying right when I first said it. Because mm-hmm. think about how many temptation he has, Denzel right. Washington. Oh, yeah, man. Like, he, ain't, he may be in the top three or four of men that's been most tempted by females because of his, his ability yep. to act, play different roles, the way he looked. He became like, oh man, you think you didn't that why he became an actual right. reference of if you right. were attractive, right? 100%. So I asked him, he said, What do you mean? I said, How did how did you how did you um how did you resist, man? All the temptation and stuff like that. Cause it's consuming me. I had to be real. I just poured out. 
Man, I was in there crying. He he said, I'm X amount of million to the good, meaning that my name is clean. I ain't on no taxes. I ain't selling no dope. And guess what? I'm Denzel Washington. I don't dress well. My toenails ain't clipped. I don't know what this haircut is. My wife's dressing. He said, he said, but I'm Denzel Washington. I ain't no D money. I ain't no Zelle. I ain't nothing else. He said, I am that. He said, when I walk into a place in a room, I know ain't nobody had my woman. Now you think about that while you out here running the streets, right? And mm-hmm. he told me to go away where I can hear from God, where I can get away from the noise, get away from the people, get away from all that stuff. And I didn't want to let him down. So I left, went to Denver, Denver, close to Denver. Um, and I went up there and I had no fall reception, mountains, fucking bears, water, cabin. And I didn't have no phone, no social media, no nothing for a week. And I went up there when I came back, I was like, yeah, you know, I felt good about making that commitment. Because for me, I'm always on social media. Imagine going a whole week with no TV, no social media, no contact with nobody else. And just praying, reading, meditating, rehabbing, and just trying to really unlock what you needed to do, right? So I did that. But he he motivated me to do that. But he, the whole point of it is be yourself. Right. I miss all the time. Right. Mm. Some people like it. Some people don't understand it, but I'll never switch it. I don't have to flip a switch. I don't have to be like, oh, this and this. Yeah. If I want to wear a hoodie, I'm going to wear a hoodie. If I want to wear some chucks and a new uh, uh, boys in a hood it. shirt, I'm going to wear it. I don't know kind of wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> wear a tuxedo if that's what you want to do. If I want to step, I wear a custom suit and throw on some crazy ass shoes right. and look fly. And everybody look like slop, then I'm gonna do what I wanna do. So <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like it. this I, I can it. be this at all times, right. no matter what, no matter who in front of my mom. When I get off the phone, I'm not gonna change my tone. I'm not gonna have a corporate voice like, hello, this is Tyron Ruby. <laughs> hey, what's up, dog? No, everybody, if I'm if I feel like hey, what's up, dog? Yeah, you're gonna get hey, what's up, dog? Yeah, as well as my dog, you know what I mean. Yeah. That's how I am. And I, people respect that. And people can mess with that because there's so much falseness in Hollywood. There's so much um, clout chasing. There's so much hidden agenda. Man, breathe, really, bro. Nothing breathe. is real. Nothing oh, is thousand, real. Man. So many people were so all tired. Oh, I want to do some music with you. Oh, my God. Let me make a fight song. Let me come out with you. Oh, I got this music. No, the, the second I lost my belt, not even the second, right from the time the other person got the hand up. All the flights went from first class to this. All the, um, you sitting back here, everybody don't return the phone calls. It's like, eh. Just like that, man. Just like that. That's why, man, that's that's facts right there. That That is like something that I think a lot of people need to hear. Um, that when you get to the top with the Holly, the Hollywood, or you want to call Holly weird, Holly weird, Holly weird. Don't um, steal my shit. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> me and Ryan, that out. That's me and Ryan t-shirt. Don't play I was already writing. I was writing it down. Hey, um, <laughs> it's just, uh, like I said, it's just, it's hard to find genuine people that are really out for you. You know, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to see somebody and say, dang, man, you seem like a cool person, but you also seem like you're going to want to get in some type of business with me. But why? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I, I rather just, I, I always strive just to meet people that just have similar, not similar beliefs, but a similar heart to genuine, to be yeah. genuine, to be like, hey, man, if you need help, I'm not, I don't need anything. I'm just here to be like, yo, I got this for you, man. Yeah. If you need it. You know, if you feel it in your spirit, you know what I mean? Your spirit leads you and just says, Oh, I'm gonna hit up Tyrone, right? Just like you, you felt to be led to 
say, yo, Denzel, how how do you do it? Right? Man, I'm glad I that did. That's really what it matters, man. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, man, and just just living by it, right? Living by it yeah. and trusting that. And I'm I'm happy to hear Tyrone Willie speak on that. Man, he, he's a yeah, champ. Man, I, I, this I man's was, a champ. There, Come at him. There, now I'm on his close. team. Now I'm on his. Who close. wants to work? I'm out <laughs> of work. Who wants to man? Come on now. <laughs> hey, man, I, I got... I, I know you trained at uh, Wildcard West, but I got some mm-hmm. I got some tricks on my sleeve. I want to I want to show you some of some moves that I'm pretty sure you're gonna be able to use a lot. All right, all right, all right. Hey, all right. hey but you got to show him some stuff. Oh yeah, he, he wants to fight MMA. I do. He, he wants oh, got, to fight I MMA. I do, bro. I <laughs> yeah. do. I do. I like uh, me, me and my coach Dean Thomas. Like, if anybody like when Clarissa wanted to come over to MMA, I was like the first one she hit up. Um. My my coach Dean, him and BJ Penn were the first two in our sport that was respectable boxers and respectable jujitsu players, which means that they can maybe knock you out, flying knee you, or they can maybe break your arm. So if someone had to be forced to take them down because they could not box them, now they're in the, almost a worse situation because grappling was their base. If somebody was better at boxing them, then they can take them down and put them on the ground and try to change the tables around, right? So when you think about training someone from boxing, where I came in the picture is that's why BJ brought me out to train. I started off my coach, Dean Thomas. I was his coach. I was a wrestling coach at MMA. After Ultimate Fighter 1 happened, all the wrestlers came in. And the UFC was like, what the f- are these cauliflower ear troll looking? <laughs> what are they doing? Like, I can't hit him. I'm trying. I had this combination set up right for him. And he just dove on my legs. And the jujitsu guy that got this rubber guard that's been doing submissions since he was two, the, the wrestle's so heavy and so positional and so square, you can't move your hips, which no submissions exist without your hips. So we became a problem. And then our drilling mentality allowed us to drill boxing real fast. We had the explosiveness of wrestling. We were tough. We already just grind all the time. So MMA, there was no problem. Mm. I was the highest demand wrestling coach. I was You're trying right. to cross he, the country. He's a trainer. This dude's a, he's a trainer. I know. He's gonna be a trainer. I know. I'm already signing <laughs> but up. I, I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying that because I know how to. If Floyd Mayweather was a wrestler, I can show him how to be unstoppable the same way he was unstoppable in boxing. Damn. Because I know the footwork. The footwork is very similar to wrestling footwork. Don't show which him that. Keeps though. you out of position. He said, "Don't show him that." Though. Come on, show Ryan that. But it, but, it, but it but it puts you in position to, to strike. It puts you in position to always have. You always got to have a. All right, come on there and get that. That's mm-hmm. what I always had. It was a keep coming forward. I'm gonna slam you or get this right hand. I think I started throwing so many right hands. It felt so good when you hit them and they down and they like, damn. All right, well, I won. Oh shit, I can't lose today. I can't lose today. You know that moment, right? right. When you win, it's like a half a second. Like. Oh shit, I won. I get more money. I can fucking talk shit if I want to. I can do all. Oh, I'm on to the next fight. Make more money. Like, we don't really think about it until right then. Yeah, man. Yeah. That crazy ass do it all again, over and over and over again for that one little two second period. Mm. <laughs> that brings me to the question like, after all your career is done, what do you want to be known for? And what is Tyrone Willie? I want to be known for mm-hmm. kind of what you alluded to. I want to be known for. Everybody told no, counted out, said I wouldn't do it. And I started proving everybody wrong. And that was my motivation. But then I shifted it halfway through and I had to prove my people that respected and believed in me right. And I never bent, I never wavered. 
I was too expensive for the industry to ever afford me. I never sold out. I always spoke what I believe, even if it cost me some bags, which it did. And I was one of the best that ever did it. God obviously created me for this sport. Mm-hmm. I used every fucking adversity, every gang banging, every person that told me no, every obstacle. And I use that and I express that shit artistically in the cage. I can do anything. I can music. I can do TV. I can do podcasts. Yeah. I can go and do the weather. If you put it, if you throw a canvas in front of me, it may not be Picasso, but it ain't going to be Crayola. <laughs> I can do anything. And that's what I believe. And, and, and people that look at me, hopefully they make them believe. And they look at themselves like, you know what? I'm going to rise up. I'm going to go big. Mm. You know what I mean? Do you feel like everybody has their purpose here on Earth? Uh, I feel like everybody got their purpose. And I feel like it's it's harder to locate our purpose now on Earth because people got so much access to social media. So you see fame, you see stardom, you see instant Hollywood. And people start saying, I want that. Not I want to do what God has right. for oh, me to do. Yeah, I want I mean, to do I what I'm gifted. Like right. you, you, you're gifted at what you do. You created. Beyonce's created the same. LeBron James created the slam on the right? <laughs> yeah. People can work so hard to become something that they see somebody else having success in. If you're that. a personal trainer and you hate coming to work and you hope your clients cancel, God didn't create you to be a personal trainer. Mm. He didn't. No. If you at work and you're miserable yeah. and you hate your boss and you don't about right. to have mental health, God didn't create you to be a worker. He creates you to be an entrepreneur and you're too oh. scary to <laughs> drop your balls or whatever else you need to drop yeah. to jump out the plane. Because God didn't make us scared. He made us courageous. God did not give us a spirit yeah. of fear. fear no. so if he didn't give it to us, then who gave it to us? Oh, man. Sure. Yeah, so, okay. Man, he, hey, hey, yeah. I, this is a random question. Do you believe in aliens? Oh, I believe boy. in everything. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe and I believe in energy because we all we all have to have energy, but I don't think anything supersede God. I don't think the energy of the universe, anything supersede God. I think he created it all. I believe in ghosts. I believe in spirits. I've seen spirits. And um, I just believe that if we think in our little bitty body, that's a grain of salt in the ocean compared to any existence on Earth. If we think we know everything that's going on, we done as <laughs> We don't even know everything that's going on in L.A. You don't tell me what's going on in Mars. That's what argue. I'm trying to Somebody, tell everybody. I, I'm like, y'all are not really that smart, man. Think about this. This has not even left Compton. But they're going to sit there and tell me about the universe and energy. If you have never been on a plane, if you have never been on a train, if you have never left your area code, don't ever bring up energy and universe and anything <laughs> like that to me because I don't want to hear it. You know I, mean? um, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. That um, is some funny stuff, bro. Yeah. But I it's mean, right. Like, but in you LA, see, you miss the main thing. Bro, they're always talking about everything else, right? They're like, yo, yeah. it's that. I'm like, bro, how can you guys I, even speak on this, man? Y'all, I don't, I don't contest it because the, think about this. We both probably got enough that we still can learn about our faith. 100%. If we focus on that, we're not going to have time to, like, I can't dispute everything in a Bible. Why am I going to try to come after the Dalai Lama? I don't know enough about mine yeah. to go after yeah. Buddhism or Muslim or no. somebody that don't believe in God at all. Like, God didn't create us to perfect the saints. He didn't create us to force yeah. people into uh, religion. He yeah. created us to be a light. 
So yeah. the more I turn up in MMA, the more you turn up in boxing, yeah. the more I'm blessed, the more my basket is full. He got said, know them by their fruit, not know mm. them by their mouth. Mm. Talk big about how they got this. Like, oh, I got these businesses, blah, blah, blah. but their fruit basket is empty. Mm. Mm. So, so at the end of the day, when you got a full fruit basket, somebody's going to come ask you, how you get all that fruit in your basket? <laughs> and no, that's your sure. chance to say God. Yeah. That's what I like, does. That's what I... I, I like wrong. That's what I said. Yeah. God will always give you a chance just to give him glory. He's going to open up a door. Like, if you keep doing things right and you keep... You got those fruits in your basket. Like, I always feel like it's after all my fights, right? I just get this sense of, oh, I, I have to give thanks to God. Like, I have to give him the glory. Like, it'll just hit my mind. And then I'll be like, oh, my gosh. Give glory to God. God God did this for me. Like, I always got to do it. Like, it's just in my heart to do it. So don't ever stop doing that, dog. Never, ever. man. Never, never. Go, go watch my first, go watch my first 10, 15 fights. And at the end of it, you see me in the screen going, to God be the glory. What? You don't know what I'm saying, probably. But now <laughs> that I'm giving you the words, go back and look at that. I am. And when that shifted from, to God be the glory. What? That's what I said. Every fight. Hey, that's hard. Same thing. That's hard. That's hard. That went from that to this. To this, mm. to this, mm. and guess what happened? The L start coming. Oh man! Never ship that because people Never. don't want to hear that. They want to hear I'm the man. You suck. I'm gonna knock you out in the first round. Watch this. Oh, your mama stink. They want to hear that. Damn, I'm watching that because of what he said makes the fight gonna be that much better. Right, but what about yeah. how the actual fight is though? You know what I mean? Like, let's watch the fight. Let's see how good that is. Um, but yeah, there's a way yeah. to to spice up the fight. I mean, I always. I find think you can do ways. both, but just do it yourself. Like if I think I'm a really, if I thought I'm a really beat him, I'm gonna say I'm gonna beat your ass. Yeah, if it's in your, but I really believe truth, it, right? Yeah, if it's really. But I believe truth, it. Yep, exactly. If I feel like you got a glass in. If I feel like you know what, you it's a tough fighter, man. Shit, this is good, and yeah. I'm just gonna try to be a little bit faster. And I'm gonna try to be first. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be prepared for everything because he's good. If I really feel that I'm a prop to do it up. The no best thing you can do in no the got. fight game is be honest with yourself and yeah. the 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 fans. I if if it is gonna be a good fight, like you said, I said, yo, he's a tough dude. Like he's gonna be a tough dude, but I'm still feel like I'm gonna knock him out. Like I'm going yeah. to knock him out. That's going to happen. Like because I truly believe it. And you know what I mean. You can't go wrong with that, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean you, you I, I would have to prop the dude up if he deserve it. If he deserve yeah, it, prop exactly. him up. But then also say, I feel like I'm still going to beat him. So when you actually do what you said, which now you spoke into existence, right. you also gave him enough credit for like, damn. So he can still feel good after all, he lost. No, yeah. not even about him. The viewers are going to be like, damn, that person that you said X, Y, Z about, yeah. he beat that. Right. You made right. this person your um equal. Pardon right. Before right, exactly. then, they meant they all oh, he'll watch. He, uh, yeah, he was I know. supposed it's to like, win. That. It's like having an opponent be like, you know what? He's good, but you're like, oh, he sucks. Like, he sucks, man. Like, he's yeah, trash. So, if you beat him, you beat him. Like guy, worse so you beat him and, and then you beat him like you said he was trash. Yeah, so what's the point? <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. gonna be like, this is the greatest fighter ever. And then you knock, you know, you're gonna knock him out. And yeah. then you make yourself look better. Yeah, I know, right? Shoot. You know, you know what's funny? I, I did an interview and I go back and I was. And I was at a point in my career, I just felt like everybody was against me. Like, I ain't trust no more. And I think the UFC, they got they got tired of me, man, at one point in time. And I had the belt, so they was like, man, we got to deal with this. But he getting on my nerves, man. He always thinks we against him. No, this is just the next opponent. We're not trying to set you up. Right. So I was I was fighting Wonderboy, right? 
Mm-hmm. And I felt like I had beat him the first time. Like I like battered him two of the two of the five rounds. And then one round was close. So I'm like, I thought I won the third round. So if I obviously smashed two rounds, I won the third. We ain't even got to talk no more. No. That's three rounds to five. I won, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to do a rematch against him. It was hard enough. I told you how much I spent training for him, right? But we was doing the side-by-side interview before COVID when they was like, if a motherfucker thought they were going to fight each other or something, mm-hmm. which nobody's going to fight Wonderboy. Come on now. <laughs> so we were side-by-side, and Wonderboy was like, he was, he was like, he was like, you know, um, I said, because I'm the best. And he was like, yeah, that, that's what we're going out there to prove. I said, are we going out there to prove I'm the best? And he was like, no. He said, we're going out to prove I'm the best. I said, no, you fooling yourself. And then I said, no, I said, I said, I said no. I said, no, you're going out there to fool yourself. And then I started laughing. And then he started laughing with me. He was like, man, why are you so mean? <laughs> but it was like one of the most pure kid elementary playground face-off things ever. But it was a real moment. And I actually had him wrong. Do I had to apologize for him later. Because he was just really that nice. I wasn't like some, oh, I'm playing like I'm goody two shoe, but really yeah, yeah. I'm like behind the scenes. Yeah. So I, didn't, I I don't like the fakeness, man. I'm I'm a, I'm a by respect and just realness. So yeah. I thought he was kind of being just a little fake, and I was wrong. That was really him. So you know, I had to apologize for him. Right, right. Hey, before we wrap this up, do you plan on making any more music? Because you got a track with yeah, a track shit. with Wiz Khalifa. You yeah, I got a. I I play out a little something. We, I got oh, a track that I'm yeah. working on right now. Okay. Shit. Maybe yeah. I will. Let's you got the logic, the logic session open. Yeah, I, I got I got some shit. I'm trying to <laughs> I be waiting, I be waiting to put it out because people be hating and shit. So it's kind of like I would always always wrap my song around something that makes sense to wrap it around. And that's showing me that it's benefited. But now I'm about to just do diarrhea drop. I'm about to drop. <laughs> drop, it. dropping shit. I'm just gonna drop because I got too many songs that I may not feel that way about later on. Right. I'm gonna play out snippet of shit I just did. Ooh, okay. Okay, Cairo. Okay, Cairo. <laughs> you gotta send me some of your music. I need to hear some. You at the crib of the last Me and my niggas is popping. We made a mill out the projects. <laughs> keep going. I, I need to hear something. Come yeah. on, keep no, no, going. No, no, no. That's too yeah. much. That's so too yeah, much. so I, I did. I did this track with um. Shout out to um, Make a Sound, Hit Baker, uh, Krishan, mm. phenomenal guys. Almost pushing three hundred million records collectively. So they reached out to me to do some music, uh, to produce, to help with the creative process. So we did a couple, couple crazy hits. Uh, one that one. This one we gonna probably try to license because it's got such an anthem and it's almost like talking back and forth. So it was like, I'm telling you, let's go big, Ryan. And you say, no, you're telling me, let's go big. And it's all about leveling up. So when you think about like a college football, you think about an NBA drive, you think about a big 12 or a big 10 thing, it's a kind of an anthem joint. So mm. I think we're going to kind of license it. But, Chosen one mixtape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I got something coming up. I got like seven, okay. I'm doing like a seven song EP. Um, and I'm gonna call it comeback season. And, um, it's just talking about life, reflective, just about the struggle, being at the top, being at the bottom, being real. I'm at a really real place, and it feels so good to be yourself. Like yeah. I can wake up every day, and I know I'm 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 solid. I'm above. I ain't doing nothing to prove or to change. I ain't let nobody take my. I take it back. I let somebody take my energy yesterday. <laughs> they tried. They got out of pocket, but 
normally I'm to the point in my life where I'm mature enough to be like, all right, cool, you feel that way, you feel that way, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna you gotta let him off to make you mad. No, and no. I was letting people then he's make controlling me mad. you in a way. Cause then he controlling yeah. you. Yeah, or she, you know how that go. Or she, yeah. Uh, you know, so usually, at the end of the day, it's usually she. <laughs> mostly she. That's it. <laughs> so we got some fan questions here. This one's from Theo S. Dot. He's from Germany. He wants to know what are your future plans in fighting? He's from Germany. My future plans in fighting is um at the end of um shout out to Germany, Guten Tag. Um my coaches at the end of my training camp, they told me we haven't seen this Tyron in a very long time. And we we glad to see him back. And they said, But I wanna let you know you got another level, you got another gear you can actually hit. Because what you gotta see, I see the explosive punches, but what I'm actually capable of and what I actually train and what I actually look like sparring, what I actually do, um, so many different angles, body work, in close, over the top, counter, you know, volume, jab. Nobody really seen a, a jab in boxing in the gym. I'm jabbing like I'm, I'm killing the body and fighting. Sometimes I don't do it. Same thing with the grappling, same thing with the offensive wrestling um, and even elbows and knees and kicks that you never really see me throw. Every time I kick somebody, they fall. I mean, you can go back and look. And when I kick them, they go down. Wonder Boy. Jake Shields, Carlos Condon, ACL was torn. When I kick for real, people go down. Why I don't kick more? I don't even know. I just don't think about it. So um, just being cautious of my weapons and my tools and my abilities and my coach's structure and my training. Why? All right, I need to take down every minute. Nope, you didn't get it. That round didn't count. Oh, time to kick. Why are you tired? Jab, kick. One, two, kick. One, two, three, kick. Jab, jab, kick. Fake jab, kick. Kick. Right hand, left foot, kick. Some, some, kick. And you tired of kicking, but what happened when you get in the fight? You get tired and you start get, kicking, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they make you kick when you're tired, so you're naturally going to do what you train. Right. So you get tired, you start chopping the legs down. So guess what? Now you slow him down. Now he on your bring him down to where you at. Now let's now let's see where we at. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think that to answer his question, I see more fighting for me. Um, I do need a vacation. I haven't been on a vacation just to go. Um, all my vacations have been mm-hmm. work related, um, probably for the last ten years. So I want to go somewhere small, maybe in the United States. And I want to go somewhere like, you know, maybe kind of destination. Then I want to go like to Rome. So I want to kind of level it up, bing, 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 and go to like Rome and just see where the original warriors got mm-hmm. down there. And just say, mm-hmm. maybe maybe that'll spark something. And then just come back and just go kill, man. All I, all I care about is performance right now. I don't care about trying to get to a belt again. I don't care about who I fight. I don't care about super fights. I care about performance because that's something I know I can control. I love that, bro. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Chris on YouTube, he's asking, what motivates you to work harder every day? Um, somebody said something to me that made a lot of sense and, and it, it caused me to put perspective to it. So if I train every day or I do something, whether it's TV, um, YouTube, breaking out notes, looking at film, boxing, wrestling, training, versus climber, aerodyne, peloton, mitts, karate, whatever I do, if I do something every day, I become better every day. So when I was saying I wanted to be the best, that means on the days I chose not to get better, my actions wasn't living up to what my words were saying. Mm. If I took a three-month break because I needed to get rid- get away from the sport so I could come back and love it, I let three months go by where people was catching up to where I was at. If I got injured because, you know what I mean, I did something, I was training crazy or I didn't invest the time in corrective therapy because I'm punching wrong and my hips are off place. So my body's absorbing shock in the wrong spot. That's why I kept getting injured. 
because mm-hmm. my whole body was off balance. So when I threw my right hand, my hand was taking the force instead of my entire body distributing it. Mm-hmm. That's why you break and you tear, right? Mm-hmm. So now those three months I'm down, I can't train. My opponents, future opponents, next opponents, five from now they can. If I'm taking breaks off because I'm arguing on the damn phone, I don't feel like training today. I'm going to take the morning off, but I'll make it up. I'm mentally not there again, right? Yeah. So, so many different things and energy I was pouring into personal life and luxury and, you know, um, you know, see a private life, love life, whatever you would think about. Had I poured that into my bag, you know, to my profession, to my craft, I think I would have been so far away from people that I would have walked away the way I saw it in the beginning. Mm. So, so now it's like, I recognize that it's not too late. So I don't have time to really focus on who, when, where, how. I just need to say maximum bag, yes. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Now I got this last thing I want to say. All right. If you could call out anyone right now, who would it be and why? You got 30 seconds. You're on the clock right now. Let's Shit, I want everybody that got my name on their resume because in my best, nobody would have ever beat me. Um, if I can go on a spree, I would want to start from any, you can shuffle randomly. Anybody who has a victory over me would be my, that would be my number one sweetest revenge to get back out there and fight them because I've never lost a fight and I feel like I was going 100%. I've never lost a second or a millisecond of a fight moving forward. And I allowed a lot of people to feel like they could be in there with me. And then when I didn't spark off and pop off, then they said, I'm going to go. And um, I just hate that I let them have it. I ate it. I've been sitting on it my whole career, but I just always know in my heart that nobody ever beat me. I always beat myself. And um, I would want to go after that more than belt, more than money. Love that, man. I love that. Best call out. I just appreciate being on the podcast. I appreciate you as a, just a young man showing these other young men, the future young men that you can do it the right way. And you kind of, you know, whether you want to be or not, you're kind of an inspiration for a lot of people. My son knows who you are and he hardly knows anybody. And um, I just love when I see a young man turn up and he still can get all the spoils, but he still can stay true to what he is. So I'm thankful that you brought me on. I look forward to us chilling out, hanging out, uh, building a stronger friendship and, you know, getting in there and training too, man. You know, I still got the, I still got the speed in them hands. I, I got to challenge some of these people with the speed. Let's because do it. I'll be watching them and I'll be like, I got them. I ain't saying you. But some of the other people that's been participating, you, you, like hey, you have to see the speed in person, man. It's different, man. It's different. Everybody's that's what different. I, I, I agree, and I, I look forward to it. Yeah. All right, all right. We'll see you yeah. soon, Tyrone. Thank you, bro. Love you, man. Thanks to my guest, Tyrone Woodley. My dog, my dog. Amazing, He's about to link up soon. Yeah, we're we're gonna link up soon. We got we, we got to just hang out. Not even no boxing, nothing. Hang out, talk it up. We're gonna do that. That's for sure. Hit me up right after this. But you can find my boy on Instagram and Twitter at T Woodley. Everybody go follow him. Thanks to everyone out here listening and watching the podcast. Keep the comments and your questions coming. It's great hearing from you all. And we appreciate the support. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you watch and listen to podcasts. And this is us signing out. Fierce talk. Let's get it.